Not a matter of if, but when a crisis could rock your world. I'm Rashini Rajkumar, crisis strategist, licensed attorney, and host of The Crisis Files. In each case file, we explore a real-world crisis or a multi-layered controversy. My crisis squad and I are here to find solutions. We also turn to subject matter experts for an insider look at issues. Abbott Elementary, Stranger Things, The Penguin, Hacks, a few titles affected by a writer's strike that started in early May 2023. Our show's entertainment contributor is here to explain things. Paul McGuire Grimes is a film critic and entertainment reporter. He helps us understand why work stoppages and other big trends in Hollywood affect all of us in the case file I call Writer's Block. Keep in mind, this is an evolving situation. The SAG-AFTRA union is also in negotiations to avert an actor strike. We talk here today just one day ahead of the July 12th get-back-to-the-table negotiations connected to SAG-AFTRA. Paul, we're really getting into working conditions for these writers and these actors, but there are dynamic layers like artificial intelligence, differences between broadcast and streaming. A lot of people may just say, boo-hoo, Hollywood. That's a simplistic way of looking at a very complex and nuanced situation of how we get our entertainment from television to movies to streaming. I think when people think Hollywood up front, they think the actors they see on screen that are making millions of dollars and they think, well, why are you complaining? You already make millions of dollars more than average people. However, there are so many people that are going on behind the scenes working to get your favorite TV show on the air, to get your favorite movie, that they are not making the millions of dollars that actors are making. It's the writers, the crew, the grips that are making minimum wage and are fighting for that. And their contracts are now up and they're saying, hey, our working environment is much different than it was a long time ago. Inflation is becoming a thing. Our world is very different than it is. So how can you meet our demands of how we can put food on the table, how we can survive? When I don't work your standard nine to five corporate job that has some of those guarantees in that. Because there's so much of that Hollywood world that the general public doesn't really see or know. You're an insider. You understand that world. Most of us don't to the extent that you do. Or when a Matt Damon or a Ben Affleck says, oh, yeah, I was sharing an apartment with four guys. Well, that's not what we see now with those two. Right. However, those people are in Hollywood right now. Not Matt and Ben. Yes, they are. But the Matt and Ben of 1997 are in Hollywood trying to make their name. So they need the Matt and Ben and the Merrills and the Jennifer Lawrence's to stand up because they have power to say, hey, we're sticking up for the little guy. We need them to be working and thriving in the industry. And so let's back up a little bit. We think about, so for the Writers' Union... Uh, Standard broadcast television used to have a season that would have 20 plus episodes in it. You would get hired to be on the writing staff. And that would be a great job of like a July to May contract. Kind of like a school year. Kind of like a school year of writing your show. And in that came healthcare benefits, came minimum hours. You were in the union. And then if said TV show like a Friends or a Seinfeld went into syndication after so many years, you then would get residuals, which is payments long after the show is run because it's still running. People are still watching it. So not just a Jennifer Aniston get those residuals, the writers get them. Yes, Jennifer Aniston, Jim Parsons, they're still making money because of these residuals. So were the writers for those shows. However, because people are now watching streaming shows, those contracts are not the same as broadcast. They don't have a minimum wage. They are not hired to then write for 
20 episodes. It may be one episode of a six-episode season or a 10-episode. And But the writers, I mean, probably the people who put that show on, the studio executives, they're like, oh, you should be happy. You're with you Netflix. Ha- you get yes. to do this show. You're writing one episode of Stranger Things. You should feel like your career is made. And that is a big problem in the industry overall, whether it's film, television, theater, media, press, people think that we will just appear places or work just to have that name on our resume, as if that might get us somewhere else. And that's not the case. We can't all work for free or for pennies thinking, well, the opportunity is what it's for. Like, I still need to make a living off of this if that is what my job is. So now the Writers Guild are saying, hey, I would like residuals based on the number of streams. Like, Stranger Things, I don't know their specific contracts, but that is... Netflix's number one show, whether a show is making thousands of streams or billions of streams, those writers and actors and whoever should be compensated for that. It was ultimately their words, possibly their ideas. Right. That we you all wouldn't have love. these shows if it wasn't for the writers writing the words on the page. And it's their eye, not AI's word or chat GBT's word. And that's another thing that, that they're like... I want a guaranteed like number of episodes so I can work to get healthcare. I also want to guarantee that my job won't be taken over by AI that's like, oh, crank out a sci-fi show with four characters, boom, and now we're going to hire actors and then no writers because they think, oh, a computer can do that. No. It doesn't work that does way. does not work that way. What the lawyer in me says here, when you describe this scene and these issues, this is a basic labor relations situation. And if we think back into the history of the United States, when various unions came up to fight for the little guy and gal, it was so that working conditions could be fair. And I think so much of Hollywood is behind the scenes, is the unknown. I mean, for better or worse, the PR machine around Hollywood kind of makes it all about the big stars. I am impressed, though, there have been some big stars who very visibly on Instagram were at those picket lines, picketing, speaking, doing interviews on behalf of the writers. And that was good to see. Do you feel like that was playing out well for the writers? I think so, because I think the writers, if the average person doesn't know their names or the streaming service are looking down their windows, they may not know, okay, who's that writer? I don't care. Here's a good example. Maya Bialik is one of the co-hosts of Jeopardy. As soon as the writer strike happened, she ended her run hosting because she is a SAG after member and did not want to cross the picket lines because Jeopardy uses, I think, union writers for the show. Same with The View. So Mayim said, I'm not crossing the picket lines. Then Ken Jennings, the other co-host, basically said, well, I want to keep the show going. So he crossed the picket lines and is now hosting the show until the writer's strike is over. That is an interesting example, but he also wasn't a sag after member, doesn't right. have the history. It is a very layered issue. One of the reasons we wanted to talk about it today on The Crisis Files is because it really takes us back to some of the roots of our nation and the fight that labor had with the big machines of business. And that fight still goes on today, even in Wall Street, all over the country I in think different corporate, industries. I work in corporate America. I'm not going to say where. It doesn't really matter. There are constant discussions in our voice surveys about compensation and meeting workers where they're at right now especially after inflation. And a quick one-time payment doesn't necessarily cut that. You have to raise your wages and don't be afraid to speak up for your employers. Like, yeah, it's about the consumer sometime, but you have to make sure your employees are happy at the same time. You had a wonderful example 
of a rerun with Abbott Elementary. Should I share some of those numbers? Yeah. A rerun of Abbott Elementary on ABC nets a writer a residual of $13,500. If it streams, that episode nets the writer only $700. Okay, great example because a lot of people don't subscribe to cable anymore, so they're not watching Abbott Elementary on ABC. People are watching Abbott Elementary, Grey's Anatomy on Netflix, Hulu, whatever that may be next day, whatever service they may have Right, on. because so many people have cut the cord. So now the views on them are much higher than on network. It's a numbers game, and it's part of business. And now who's getting the brunt of that? Everyone involved in making that show. Because, you know, ultimately, has this writer's strike affected my life? And by the way, I'm a sag after member as a broadcaster. Union items don't affect me on a day-to-day basis because I am a business owner. I care. I'm not going to cross a picket line. But at the end of the day, many of us can move on, even with the writer's strike going, because there are so many ways to get entertainment right now. But if we really think of the core human reason, Top Gun Maverick, for example, last summer, and we talked with you about that, huge, huge hit. And let's go back in time a little, though, Paul. Past strikes generally center around an industry change. Mm -hmm. And what you've described to us today is that in the making. So when we look at 1973, compensation for video cassettes right. and paid TV. Right. There are listeners out there who have no idea what the hell no I'm idea. talking They're about. They're like, what are you talking about? I mean, even going back to the most recent writer strike of 2007-2008, Hollywood was shut down. Shows were not being made. Seasons were cut down early. And you're thinking, okay, fine. Like, that's it's just a storyline. However, what we got out of that was the era of reality television. So you then had The Apprentice. Let's not forget who hosted The Apprentice. Let's talk about the Kardashians, game shows, quote unquote, people off the street. Well, then that became the norm. So then studios could have those shows that cost much less because they're not paying big names. Big names. You could pay someone off the street to follow their lives on camera. Pay them minimum wage. Hello, Vanderpump. Hello, Vanderpump Rules. And now that is the norm, and that's what people watch. And what has come out of reality TV? Trash. Sadly, we're glued to it. Sadly, we're glued to it. And there's a whole psychology thing there, too, about why we're glued to it. So, (laughs) but the point is, I think, you know, just like it takes huge crises to often make major change. For a Lizzo to come out with body positivity, it helped all of us more and more not be so fixated on weight and shape and size. So huge things need to happen that are almost just unbelievable things that really make key changes in industries or in different cities in our country. And if people are paying attention, it then opens their eyes up to a different world. And isn't that a good thing for us to learn more about someone else's life? It's so true. And that power of numbers. I think studios could see their writer strike now and be like, We'll find ways around that. But if the writers go on strike, if the actors go on strike, you will not have an industry if those two are not there to work. And at some point then, studios will not have actors promoting their movies to then get people in the seats to buy those tickets and the popcorn and the concessions. If All of this is all pretty catechismic. Right. So they will be forced to deal with it. Then actors will want to go back to working on streaming shows. The stigma around them will be a lot better if they are listening to their employees. We want to definitely stress that this is an evolving situation. Yes. We're talking today, a day ahead of the SAG-AFTRA renegotiation. And by the time people hear this case file, more and more could have happened here. 
But what would you like to see come out of this cataclysmic time in Hollywood? Wow, I would love to see studios and streamers meet the demands of their employees. Let's pay people what they are worth and understand what they are bringing to the show, the industry, and the overall population, the downstream effect of that. Not let's just look at the bottom line of numbers. We're seeing the CEO of Warner Brothers that is slashing jobs, removing content, removing everything from Warner Brothers Discovery out of costing measures. And it's horrible optics. I don't think anyone in the industry is liking him right now because of what he is doing to the overall corporation. That being said, I want people to come back to work because that is their passion. That is their job. And yes, for the people like us that are watching the content, I want to be able to get back to my fall TV season because those shows are not happening right now. And I don't want to see a break in the industry that I love because there are too many business people that are only cared about business and dollars versus the actual content that you want out there. Right. And it does come down to how much art has taught us. And there are real professionals who are also artists. They're real people <laughs> who are fighting this battle right now. Well, Paul, we know you will stay on it. He is Paul McGuire Grimes. Catch more of Paul and his latest cinematic musings on his Paul's Trip to the Movies website. Today's Crisis Brief is brought to you by Spoke 612 Productions. Number one, strike or no strike, maybe it's time to discover something new on those streaming services that offer plenty of old content along with the new content. Number two, we see the big names on screen and assume everyone gets big bucks. Real people are walking those picket lines. Writers can make good money, but many are scraping by. Keep that in perspective while you wait for your favorite show to return. Number three, businesses need to consider the needs of employees along with their customers. This strike is a reminder changing conditions could mean an update on how your employees are compensated. Spoke 612 Productions takes your ideas and brings them to life. Linda, Sarah, and Matt are committed to excellence and inclusivity. As a WeBank-certified women-owned production company, Spoke 612 inspires awareness and delivers impact through storytelling. When you put your project in their hands, Spoke 612 draws on their own talents and experience to ensure they tell the best possible version of your story. Visit their portfolio at Spoke612.com. Thank you to our podcast producer, Kim Inslee, and audio engineer, Tom Hamilton. Catch up on all case files at thecrisisfiles.com for the show archive plus special videos. Subscribe to our YouTube page on thecrisisfiles.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at The Crisis Files. Please rate and review The Crisis Files on your platform of choice so others can listen for crisis prevention information. We do not provide legal, financial, medical, or PR advice for particular situations, but strongly recommend you seek professionals to help with your specific need. I'm Rashini Rajkumar. Join me next time on The Crisis Files.